NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Got a good show for you today. Got a... A person who's uh, going to call in the next segment, a first-time Super Bowl uh, visitor, we should call it. I want to get his experience about what it'll be, what it's like to be at the Super Bowl for his first time. So we're going to have a friend call in. And then we got Gray Albright calling in later, talking a little fantasy baseball. So uh should be an interesting show, as always. But uh, I don't – I actually am a political person. I am. But I just don't discuss it. I've taught my kids that. I've taught my children that too. Don't discuss politics because you can really piss people off, right? You don't know somebody, you talk politics, it could turn them off. I get that. I get that. So I try very often, most often, to not talk, not discuss it, right? I think that's usually the smartest course of business. But man, last night, what a night, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. You're the Democrats. You've been waiting for this moment for three years. This is your moment. And it turns out to be a bunch of numbskulls in Iowa. Oh, my God. One, who knows what's going on there? They, st- they still don't have the results. At 5 o'clock, you might get half of them. I mean, unreal. I mean, c- crazy. Everybody's claiming they're winning. Nobody's won. Everybody's claiming they're victor. And nobody gets any momentum. Mayor Pete won. Right. Mayor Pete thinks he won. Yeah, that's, that's right. Right? But nobody knows who's actually won. Nobody knows anything. I love how the TVs, they show the people's accepted, they show their speeches. They don't show Andrew Yang. They never do. They show Klobuchar. They show Bernie. They show Warren. They show Biden. I mean, Biden might have had one of the worst nights ever, but nobody will know. Crazy. What a nightmare. And then I think about how politics sometimes is similar to sports. And I think about how the New York Knicks have no clue what they're doing. Here you are two days before the trade deadline and they fire Steve Mills. What are you talking about? And then to make it even worse, to make this even worse... Woj, you know, the dude that that he's the Adam Schefter of basketball. So whatever he says is 100% right. Just book it. He's right. He says that Jim Dolan is targeting Toronto president Masai Ujiri to be New York's GM. Here's the problem. Ujiri's under contract for another two years. 
How are you going to get them? This year and next year. What are you going to do? But then Woj says, the Knicks don't want to give up a draft pick. Well, of course not. Who wants to give up a draft pick for a general manager? This is how bad New York basketball is. That the owner has no clue what he's doing. He fires a general manager two days before the deadline and then says he wants to hire a dude who's unhirable. Oh my God, it sounds a lot like Iowa. What a nightmare. This is an American nightmare. This is a New York nightmare. I mean, seriously. The Knicks have no clue of what they're doing. They have no assets. They have picks. They have no players anybody wants. They have expiring contracts of guys who stink. And if you are a New York Knicks fan, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe you're happy about this. But when Jim Dolan gets involved, you can't be happy about anything. Because that guy's sure to screw it up. I mean... When Dolan puts his, you know the Midas touch when, right? He's got the poo-poo touch. He puts his hand on it, it turns to poo-poo. So, good luck, Scott Perry. I'm sure you're going to do a great job. Two days before the deadline, I'm sure you're going to make the right trades. I just know it. I mean, why would anybody, seriously, I, I ask this question. Why would anybody pay $1 for a season ticket at Madison Square Garden? Not $1. Why would you pay for it? Who are you paying to see? I would actually pay for it only to see the opponent. When LeBron comes to town, I want to go. When Giannis is in town, make sure I'm free that night. But I'm certainly not going to watch the Knicks. I mean, who would spend the dollar in that? I mean, you know garden seats are a fortune. You got at some point, people have to say enough is enough. I'm not going to the garden. I'm not paying overpaid prices for a pretzel and a hot dog. I'm not doing it. Give me a quality basketball team and I'll come. Give me crap and I'm out. You spend money on the same position. You get Julius Randle and Bobby Portis and Morris and all these guys who play the same position. I mean, who's doing what? It's a joke. Last night was a joke. You know who won last night? Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a big winner last night, by the way. <laughs> because he's just laughing at these idiots who still don't know who won. And all the Knicks have lost. The entire city of New York has lost. Because your Knicks are nowhere close, nowhere close to winning a championship. In fact, that might be one of my best bets of, the, of my life, that the Knicks don't win a championship for 10 years. I'll take that bet right now. I mean, Durant never even thought about it. They haven't even thought about it. Why would you? The Knicks are the only team to clear cap and nobody wanted to go there. Because nobody wants to be with the owner and nobody trusts the general manager. Get somebody in there who knows what he's doing. Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. Trust me, Danny Ainge will make the right trades. That's what he does. Ujiri has fleeced the Knicks multiple times. Toronto always figures it out. Right? Do you have any doubt in your mind the Timberwolves are going to screw this up trying to get D'Angelo Russell? By the way, if you wanted D'Angelo Russell so badly, why didn't you get him last year? According to Woj, the Timberwolves are orchestrating a multi-team trade with Houston and Atlanta to try to get a four-way deal to get uh, D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota. I have a better chance of learning how to fly. Because Minnesota, putting four teams together, never going to happen. They can barely run their own franchise. When they do, they run it into the ground. Here's what you know. That teams who are run the best win the most. Fact. 
I mean, look, look at what happened with the Astros yesterday. Who did they hire? They hired a dude to work for Tampa Bay. This is the third guy to be hired from the Tampa Bay Rays. Friedman, Bloom, and this guy. All gone. Why? Because the Rays were the smartest team. You go to the smartest team and you take somebody in there. So yes, maybe you go to Toronto. Maybe you don't go to Ujiri, but maybe you get his assistant. Because this guy's been around Ujiri. Maybe you go to Boston and you find Danny Ainge's assistant. Because these guys know what it takes to win. I don't know. I'd find Popovich's assistant. San Antonio always makes the right deals. Good teams are good for a reason. And bad teams suck for a reason. Ownership. Ownership. Why, why are the Democrats a nightmare? Because they have, they're rudderless. Leadership. The leadership is not there. How did, where was the leadership last night? Bunch of chickens running around. It's an embarrassment. Seriously. I don't know. We don't know. I mean, come on. What a joke. I feel that way about the Knicks. I feel that way a lot about all these bad teams in sports. That's why you don't win. You don't win because you don't have the right leadership. If you had the right leadership, you wouldn't make these mistakes. It's true. Why do you think the 49ers end up in the Super Bowl? Because John Lynch knew what he was doing. And it didn't take him that long to do it. Smart people prosper. Easy peasy. All right. I'm getting all fired up. All right, I'm going to take a little time out. We come back. We'll talk a little fantasy baseball and a friend calling in to talk about his Super Bowl experience when we return right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
All right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto here with you from Full Time Fantasy. Check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 for 50% off your first two months, and we'll have a lot of baseball info for you. Myself and Sean Childs will try to help you win a fantasy baseball championship. But right now, I have a friend on the phone. He went to it. I believe it's his first Super Bowl. My man, Truck. What's up, Truck? Hey, Doc. How you doing? Was that your first Super Bowl ever? It was my first Super Bowl. I've been to a World Series clincher before, but this was definitely the, the first foot, uh, Super Bowl I've ever been to. All right. So let's. So I know this was a last-minute thing. What precipitated you to get tickets? Well, Mrs. Truck's from Kansas, and she's a Chiefs fan, and so – they haven't been in it in 50 years, and fortunately, we were in a position where we could get down there. The question is whether we could get tickets or not. So we were going to go down there either way, just to hang out in the city, just to be around the the atmosphere. And um, I posted on social media, and one of my friends from college who worked in New York was fortunate enough to ask around, and I was able to get two tickets. So it was uh, it was pretty lucky of us, and we were very fortunate. So, I so you were going to go down to Miami regardless, just to, just to be in the Chiefs' essence? Base, yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, cool. So you get down there. When do you get there? Uh, we Well, we knew we were going Friday. We landed. Um, we had to move our – so we found out Thursday that we were going to get the tickets. So we moved our flight Friday from 4 p.m. down to noon. So I could meet because the gentleman asked me if you can pick up the tickets tomorrow, which would, would have been Friday. But we weren't going to be able to get to his hotel till 1130 at night. And I didn't want to inconvenience anyone and ruin any chance of not getting the tickets. So right. we moved our flight up four hours. So we got to we were able to pick up the tickets at 530. So whoever I was receiving them from could go about his evening without having so, to stay up. Over. So what, what's Miami like during the Super Bowl? Did you see other Chief fans at the hotel? Was it? Did you feel like it was just Miami, or did you sense the Super Bowl was around you? Oh, no, you definitely knew the Super Bowl was around you. Um, we were staying north of, uh, west of Fort Lauderdale, more in the in plantation, Florida. But we did go to the NFL Experience on Saturday and walked up and down South Beach all day Saturday. And that was just... It was just mobbed. It was very, I mean, it was a great time. It was difficult to get down to South Beach because I heard traffic's pretty bad in Miami to begin with, but some of the roads were closed and parking, trying to get a parking space was difficult. But once, so we valeted at a hotel, which worked out and walked to the NFL experience and then walked all the way to South Beach and up and down the beach. So we did quite a bit of Truck had a lot of bit of exercise this weekend. <laughs> the truck was moving. There we go. So you get yeah. there on Sunday. What time do you get there? Are you tailgating with people? I mean, what's it like outside the stadium? Is it just like all Chief fans bonding? I mean, are you hating the 49ers fans? What's going on? Um, yeah, I was uh, I was supporting the Chiefs. Um, so, but I'd have to say on when we got there Friday, there seemed to be quite a bit more Chiefs fans than 49er fans. Saturday was pretty much. 50-50, at least at South Beach. But when we got to the stadium, you could definitely tell. I was like, oh, this is going to be a Chiefs home game. And it turned out to be, except, you know, they were losing for the majority of the game. So the 49er fans did sound loud when I watched the replay yesterday on TV when I got home. But, I mean, it was pretty much 70-30 Chiefs to 49ers fans. I would, if so, that, I'm probably being generous. So you mentioned that you watch it, you, you know, the, that you watch it when you got home. So the, I've always said, you know, do I see, I see it better at home? Did you feel that way? Did you feel like you see the game better at home, or are you happy to be there? What's it like as a Super Bowl experience? So I was pretty. I thought I followed it pretty well, considering I thought I would miss some things, but any all the close plays were pretty were pretty clear in the stadium. Um, I did wanted to hear the reason I wanted to watch it again. I wanted to hear the commentary and the explanation on the Kittle push off at the end of the first half. Cause I want, cause to me seeing it live and seeing it on replay, I don't think I would have called it, but I'm not, obviously I'm not a referee. I didn't think it was pass interference. I thought the chiefs were very fortunate to get that call. Um, but then as you're listening to the telecast, it seems and the radio after the fact, it seems everyone thinks that was pretty clear cut pass interference, but even the Chiefs fans sitting next to me and around me thought they got lucky. So, Were there any other plays that you missed or not really? Didn't miss. I thought Damian Williams, even live, was out of bounds at the one before he reached over. 
Um, but then when, so I, I thought they were going to reverse it at the time, but I'm glad they did not because truck hit over three receptions. And, and <laughs> it was worthwhile to go. Yeah. It was a good trip. I, I had uh, some future bets with the chiefs from last year. I had three different future tickets on the chiefs to win the super bowl. And I had Damien, my number one prop play was Damien Williams over three receptions. So that was a pretty big catch and, and, uh, and the call withstanding, so I was pretty happy. So the game's over. How cool is it to be in the Super Bowl as a Chiefs fan? Oh, it was it was it was awesome. It was, it was a lot. I mean, the guys behind me were all season ticket holders in at Arrowhead, being from Kansas City, and some of them were crying, some of them were speechless. So it was pretty it was pretty awesome. And we were six, actually sitting right in front of the Chiefs box, so. We could see Clark Hunt like just turn around. He was standing right behind us, basically a few rows up. But uh, and then when we were in the club getting concessions and food, and you know, you saw some pretty good celebrities. I I did meet a few people over the weekend. I saw uh, Greg Cosell on the sidewalk. Um, I was standing right next to Terrell Owens on walking from the NFL Experience. I shook Mike Tannenbaum's hand at the NFL Experience. He didn't. I think he was surprised that I recognized him because he kind of jumped when I said his name. Did he try to draft? Did he try to draft you years ago? No. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> if he did, I would have been at a Super Bowl a long time ago. Yeah, you're a big dude. You look like a former player. Did anybody come up to you and try to get your autograph? One guy, he was big, taller than me, and he, I don't know who he was, but he, he asked me if I was Hungarian. I, mean, I don't know if I look like a celebrity Hungarian actor or not, but. Um, I, I think he thought I was some famous Hungarian actor, but I, I was like, no, I'm just from uh, Massachusetts. So. You should have gone with that one. Now, how was the halftime show? Could you get a good view of J-Lo and Shakira from your seat? Uh, not really. For that, you really have to look at the the, monitor, the four TV you know, monitors in the, in, in the corner of each stadium. I mean, you can see it, but not, you know, I didn't get the shakes from where I could see. So know. please tell me you weren't staring at the monitor while Mrs. Truck was there. Uh, maybe, maybe not. She, okay. she really, she was too worried about the score. Uh, so, but I really thought San Fran was going to win. I not, I wasn't doing a reverse jinx, but I just really thought their defense and pretty much the game played out the way I expected. And it was funny. I was sitting next to the guy and I'm like, why aren't the chiefs going no huddle? This was the, the first drive in the fourth quarter before they scored when they threw the interception at the 10 or whatever yard line it was. And then they started doing it the very next time they got the ball. But I was convinced when they scored at 2017 and San Fran ran it on first down and got those five yards. Right, the right. And then was, they threw the ball twice like dopes. I said it walking back to the seat because I went to get you know something to drink. And I was like, I'll be shocked if the Chiefs get the ball back. I actually texted my buddy, who I think is listening, that I don't think the Chiefs get the ball back. And by the time I got the drink and back to my seat, I was like, holy cow. I can't believe they're getting the ball back. Yeah, this, is that, actually, this may happen. So. That was the worst play calling. That Sh- I mean, Shanahan had horrible play calling at the end. At the end of the half, let me ask you this: Were people around you at the end of the half shocked that he didn't call a timeout? Oh yeah, we were all yelling it. I was yelling it. I was like, "Why isn't he?" I mean, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I still would think you would want the game to go the way you think it should. So I was yelling, "Like, why aren't they calling timeout?" I mean, it's doing us a favor, but it didn't make any sense. All right, so let me ask you a very important question. I don't know how much you spent on this whole trip. I'm sure it was like uh, <laughs> very expensive. Were, is it worth it? Would you do it again? If you had to do it all over again, would you do it again? Well, we were fortunate enough to pay face value for the tickets, which are still expensive. So if that's the case, yes. I don't think I could pay. This, where we were sitting, I think those were going for you know, 10000 a piece, and I, wouldn't, I couldn't do that. Wow. No Wow. Not being for the second, not for the second time, maybe for the first time, but I don't know. The guy sitting next to me said he's been to 15 years in a row. I was like, oh, good for you, man. He's and not he's been spending $10,000 a ticket? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he got him. He got him through somebody. I don't, he said why, but I don't know if I'm supposed to say who he got him from. So. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a blast though, especially the team that I was cheering for one. But, I mean, I kind of give up on the Giants. So. Yeah, as well you should, because with Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett there, you'll never see another Super Bowl. No, Giants, Knicks. I know I heard about what you said about the Knicks, too. I was like, the Giants may apply to the Knicks at this point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's especially right before the trade deadline. 
All right. Congratulations, my friend. I'm glad you won a lot of money. I'm glad you had a great time, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, bud. Take care. Take care. All right. That's my man, Truck, who went to his first Super Bowl. And, you know, look, I just wanted everybody to get the experience of what it's like to be down there. I think the NFL experience, being with the fans, I I thought about this, like, Would I want to go to a Packers-Browns Super Bowl? Sure, if you gave me a ticket. Absolutely, if you gave me a ticket, I'd go. But isn't it better when you're going, when you're you're passionate about a team? Like his wife was a big fan of the Chiefs. She's from Kansas. Right? So, I mean, she, she, you feel part of something. So when you're paying that money, it feels great because you, you feel part of the experience. Yeah, I know, exactly. Trump thinks it's in Kansas, though. But, you know, that's, that's, that's why you go. You go because you want to have that moment. You go because you, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's a bucket list experience, right? It's a bucket list experience. And I think about that a lot. Maybe we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Sean, on tomorrow's show, let's, let's do our bucket list sports, sports experience. Sports bucket list. Okay, good. All right, not just females, dude. Your no, 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 sports no, no, no. I like bucket to do, list. like, you know, just as far as life's concerned, bucket list. Like right, bungee so you know jump, we'll do, I want a bungee how, jump. All right, how about five sports and five life tomorrow? Oh, good. All right, good. Done. All right, so write, write those down. You ready? All right, for yep. tomorrow? You got okay. it. Okay. All right, good. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we hope to have Gray Albright with us from Razball.com. We're going to call him a little earlier today. Hopefully, he's awake. I think he should be ready to talk fantasy baseball with us. All right, guys, I'm Dr. Roto with Full-Time Fantasy. I'm back right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto here. You know what it's time for. It's time for my man, Gray Albright. From Razball.com, we're on a new time clock. I had to wake him up 10 minutes earlier, but I think he's able to do it. Gray, are you with us? 
uh, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's your friend, Dr. Roto. Wake up. Oh, 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 hey, Dr. Roto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. So, Super Bowl, did you make any bets? Did you win? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. I had, a, uh, I had one of those, uh, those boxes things, right? I put money in those boxes, and I had the 49ers with a one and the Chiefs with a zero, and it was the, uh, it was the exact opposite. I could have won some ducats, and I ended up losing and, and in really terrible fashion, too. I mean, heartbreaking. Yeah, now you're a California guy. Are you a 49ers fan? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because I was thinking about that. So I was like, you know, during the game, I was like, I have absolutely no feelings whatsoever for San Francisco. <laughs> Neither good <laughs> nor bad. Like, it could, it could essentially be in a different state. Like, I could care less about San Francisco being in L.A. And I'm sure people in San Fran feel the same way about, like, the Chargers, and they probably would feel the same way about any other team. Uh, well, let me ask you this: you grew up, I, I you grew know, up in the weird. East Coast. You grew up in the East Coast, yeah. and now you're in LA. Do you feel like are your teams East Coast teams or your teams West Coast teams now? Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really, I don't really feel like I have any teams because fantasy bastardizes all that. Like right. it's hard to root for a team when you have players on every team. So I'm kind of a fantasy first guy over actual teams, but I grew up as a Yankees fan. And then, uh, and then I sort of fell out of love with them when they started buying championships in the early 2000s. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not really any team's fan, to be honest. I'm more of a, a sport fan. You know, it's funny you said that. I I know I felt the same same way. You know, I'm a I like the Giants, I like the Yankees, but the truth is, I'm a fantasy guy. Whoever's on my fantasy team, that's a team that I'm rooting for. I know that sounds crazy. If the Giants lose, I get over it in two seconds. You know, but if my fantasy team loses, I'm still not over it. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel the same way. And the uh, and the weird thing is, like, if you see, you know, like a t- team fan, like fans of teams are completely irrational when it comes to their team, too. So I think I feel like it does you better in fantasy to try and avoid getting too, like, swallowed up in a team loyalty because you see people who are like, oh, my God, Renato Lopez is going to be great. Uh, like, wait a second, are you a White Sox fan? Yeah, so what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's why you think Renato Lopez is going to be great. Right, that's why you want a guy with a 5-point ERA. All right, let me ask yeah. you this. Mookie Betts looks like he's going to be traded maybe by the time we get off this interview. How do the Red Sox turn to their fans and say, we're doing this, this is a good thing for us? Uh, man, I don't, you know what? I don't know, man. I really, like, that's a good question. That's a, that's a puzzler for me because I don't know what the Red Sox are doing necessarily. Like, suddenly they became a small market team this office offseason like the uh the cubs too like what is going on like the red sox are dismantling a team that is so close that it just doesn't make any rational sense really like i understand wanting to trade david price because you know he's been uh he's been losing it for a couple of years now and he's now he's unable to stay healthy and there's all kinds of issues with david price where i can understand it with him and he's got a terrible contract but Mookie Betts, he's a top five player in the major leagues. Like, how do you go and tell your fan base, like, yeah, we got to run a Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I uh, don't get it, man. I don't, I honestly, I don't get it. If you have a theory, I'd, I'd love to hear it. No, I have that same theory. I feel like. I'd rather them get rid of J.D. Martinez. I have no problem with getting rid of David Price. But my question is, if you get rid of David Price, when you're left with Eduardo Rodriguez, Martin Perez, and Nathan Eovaldi, are they going to run a pitching staff much like Tampa? Do you think other teams will run openers and then guys who do four innings and then go to the bullpen? Because I think that's all those guys are good for, four innings. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I think everyone should run the opener for at least a, you know, maybe two to three starters in their rotation. It would be, it would be smart for a lot of teams to do it, to be honest, because 
there's not a ton of pitchers right now that can throw 170 plus innings. So if you get like what the Rays did with uh, Yanni Chirinos and Ryan Yarbrough, who I put two guys who I actually like a lot in fantasy as well. I, you know, they showed that they could give them like 150 innings and be solid and just start them from the second to the sixth inning. And you're getting like a solid four in four to five innings, maybe from them. Whereas like you throw Eovaldi or Martin Perez out there. If you're throwing them out there for the first five innings, they're going to get crushed by the fifth inning. They're never going to make it through five innings. Well, let me ask you that question, because I, I mean, maybe people out there are wondering the same thing I am. Why go with Diego Castillo for an inning and then Ryan Yarbrough for four, as opposed to going for Ryan Yarbrough for the first four and then somebody else? Why is what the Rays doing more powerful? Well, they're, they're avoiding the top of the lineup for these guys for the first time through. So then, and it's not necessarily, you know, what they would do in that first inning, which could be an issue for, uh, you know, specifically for certain guys, it could be, but it, it doesn't even matter because they're skipping the top of the order. So then when they see the top of the order in say the third or fourth inning, it's the first time those guys are seeing the quote unquote starter. So, you know, you get more power uh, when you see guys, you get more, uh, you get better pitching when you see guys the first time through an order, which is, you know, that's across the board for just about everyone. Everyone pitches better the first time through an order because it's the first time people are seeing pitches. So if you can avoid that first inning, seeing like your, you know, seeing your Yarbrough or your cheering nose stuff in the first, and you save that for the third or fourth, then you only have to get through that top of the order once in you know three innings already into the game. It's like you're you're already you've you've already defeated the other team as far as like you know advantage to the hitters for um, you know just the uh, just being able to see the pitcher. Why do you think it's taken so long for teams to do what the Rays did? Because when you think about it, what the Rays did was kind of genius. Yeah, no, it is. I, you know, I don't know. It's uh, There's a mentality for just like old school baseball where, you know, pitcher, uh, managers are just, a lot of them are set in their ways. You know, there's barely, like how long has, uh, you know, on-base percentage been around? Like at this point, like 20, uh, 25 years, right? And there's still managers that are just trying to come to terms with this. So it's just like it's just a matter of just like there's certain managers that are set in their ways. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I feel the same way with the way some bullpens are used. Like you see certain guys go out there and it's like the quote unquote closer mentality. So you're throwing a Mark Melanson instead of Will Smith. It's like, well, Will Smith's a much better arm. Why, would, why wouldn't you throw him in the ninth? It's like, well, maybe because the eighth inning is just, you know, then we could use them for the seventh and eighth. Like, oh, okay. Well, that actually, then they've thought about that. But then you see other teams that are just throwing guys in the ninth inning because they have that closer mentality, whatever that is. Well, it's funny. Our friend Lenny Milnick and Andrea Lamont used to call it the effector. Right. When is this guy the most effective? And they've been preaching that for for years to have the best. You have your your bullpen guy throw in the seventh and eighth inning and not the ninth inning. So let me ask you with that with that in mind, do you think saves are passe at this point? Uh, For fantasy or for real baseball? Let's go with both. Well, for fantasy, I feel like you have to know who's getting saves because it's a category in your league. So unless saves are not a category in your league, you definitely, you need to get the closer. Like, it's nice to go out and get the best pitcher, but the best pitcher, if he's not the closer, he's kind of useless in some leagues. So you need to get, you need to get the closer for a lot of these teams because that's the guy who's getting the saves and that's the category in your league. Whereas, like, for real baseball, yeah, I mean, saves are kind of dopey because, you should just be. You should just get to the ninth inning and get three outs. It doesn't matter if you have like one guy as your quote unquote closer. You should just try and get twenty seven outs. All right, last question for you before we go. About about a minute left. Give me when. When do you take your first closer in a draft? 
at what round do you start looking? Do you need to have a guy early, or can you wait a little bit? No, I always wait. I usually get a closer in a 12-team mixed league, usually around 110 to 120 overall. So, you know, you're thinking like the Taylor Rogers of the world, like around that range is when I usually look at closers. And then I usually get probably two to three closers that are locked in and maybe a setup man who has a chance to get saved. So you're okay, real quick, getting a closer on a bad team? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with that because, you know, honestly, we, no one really knows which teams are going to be good or bad. Like, you know, last year, I liked the Twins going into the year, but that wasn't necessarily the uh, argument across, you know, most of fantasy wasn't saying the Twins are going to be good, but I liked them. And I went and got, you know, the uh, Twins closer, and I got Liam Hendricks for cheap. It's like it's the cheaper you can get saved, the better off you are. Absolutely. All right, Gray Albright, sorry to wake you early, but you were fantastic <laughs> as always, my friend. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right, talk to you soon. All right, that is Gray Albright from Razball.com. It's my favorite fantasy baseball website. Check it out, R-A-Z-Z-B-A-L-L.com. I'm Dr. Roto, and I'm back with you right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so Sean, are you there? I need you to listen to this. See, I think Gray is really funny. Okay. So this is Gray talking about Yuan Moncada, okay, from the White yeah, Sox? Yeah. All right. It's deceiving that every time you say yawn out loud, you inadvertently yawn, and then everyone near you also yawns. Shiz is contagious. <laughs> His numbers aren't yawn-worthy, yawny, or even yawnstipating. Without much effort, I can get him to 30 home runs, 15 stolen bases. The only real issue is what his average will be. Last year, he hit 315, but that's super misleading, like following an exit sign in a casino. 45 minutes and $500 later, you're wondering why each exit sign leads directly to an ATM. <laughs> 
Moncada did lower his strikeout rate, 27.5% from 33.4%, but a 4.06 BABIP shows he was a tad lucky. If tad met exceptionally instead of what it does mean. He did have a top eight exit velocity and a 47.9% hard hit, which accounts for his 291 XBA and higher than usual BABIP. If I were to put my brain and Makata's hard hit percentage in a supercomputer, I guess he hits around 270 without a change in his strikeout rate. Strikeout rates do get better, and he's only 24. See? Isn't that good? That That's is great writing. Good. Yeah, yeah. It surprises me. And he, he does that for, like, everybody. So as you're reading it, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, right. Unique. I, I, definitely, I wish... definitely unique. Yeah. I have to yeah. check it out. You want another one? God, yeah, yeah this is funny. All right, hold on. This is, I, I, I don't even know if I'm finding the best ones. I'm just finding ones, you know, very briefly that I think that, uh, that crack me up here. Come on. One moment, please. Please hold. All right, here's another one. This is for Bobachette. This is a new tier. This tier goes from here to Swanson. I call this tier here. Huh? Wait, what? Oh, no, I don't get it. This tier is filled with guys I either like a lot more than others or dislike a lot more. And the guys I dislike, I'm generally surprised by Let's get right to it, shall we? Bo Bichette is actually the type of guy I usually love, but he seems overrated in early ADP, and I don't trust the speed or power. Steamer projects Bichette for 24 steals. He stole only four bags in 46 games last year in the majors and 15 steals in AAA in 56 games, so 24 steals seems right, uh, right, wrong. He was caught stealing nine times in 28 attempts and four times in four MLB steals. The Jays didn't steal at all last year. Of course, they didn't have a real steals threat, so that goes both ways like Tyler, the creator. Conspiracy theory alert. Bichette actually seems more like Craig Biggio's kid. He's got doubles power and decent <laughs> speed, but not blazing. What so Dante this? Bichette told a maternity ward nurse, I'm a major leaguer and I want my kid. And they gave him Kevin Biggio. And Craig Biggio got Bo Bichette. Or Vlad Jr., which might be harder to believe. I mean, that's clever. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, with all my brain cells put together, I wouldn't come up with that. That's a lot of time. It would take a lot of time. I know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, even if you gave me a year to come up with that, I couldn't come up with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, no. You should you should read one while he's on the air next next time. Um, I mean, I should read him his own stuff? Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> Wait, I should say I read this somewhere. What do you think about it? <laughs> And then what if he He'll what know, if he like blast the person who who wrote it? Yeah, he should he that's writing that you would know your own writing though, right? Because it's you original. should try to write one. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I will. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I yeah. will try to write my own gray. Yes. And see if I can outgray gray. Either on have Thursday him grade or next it. week. Yep. Have him grade. Have it. him gr grade it. I'll have him grade it. That'd be fun. G r e y e d. Grade it. <sighs> I don't know. I have to. I have to get. Uh, maybe he takes like stuff to help him. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm pretty mood. sure. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. I'll bet on that. <laughs> he, he may need some no stuff to get in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if you can come up with stuff with a, with a normal brain. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it. I'm gonna have to think about like players whose name rhymes. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up with it. But what I like about his stuff, though, what I, I think makes his stuff special, is that let's go back to the. Bo Bichette thing for a second, right? He tells you that Steamer has Bo Bichette for 24 steals, right? And then he goes and he tells you why there's no way Bo Bichette's getting 24 steals. That's clever, right? Because when you draft the guy, you should know what you're getting. And I thought the same thing about the one that I read with Yohan Moncada. You know, of why this kid, you know, he, he's using percentages. He's using baseball uh, analytics to help us. That's good stuff. Right? So let's get back to a bigger point. When you are reading fantasy baseball analysis, not only do we want it interesting, because we do, but we want to glean from it something, a nugget. What is the nugget that you want me to take, right, from what this guy does? So I'm going to read one here. This is one of Grace about Eugenio Suarez, was a bit surprised by how well he hit his 49 homers last year. I assume there'd be a ton of just enoughs. There were some. Obviously, I mean, he's a pull hitter who plays in a park where the left field fence is only 328 feet away, but he hit some absolute monster shots to center. 
Okay, some is underplaying his hand. I watched more of his home runs than I care to admit, about 15, and he hit mostly bombs. Looking at his stat cast numbers, he hit only six homers, 370 feet and shorter. That's still almost 50 feet past the fence if he's pulling the ball, which he does 52% of the time, which is third of the majors behind Kepler and Pujols. Eugenio's home run fly ball percentage of 29.5% does seem a bit goofy, but if it comes down to 23%, his previous season mark, he still hits 38 home runs. Power is up around the league, but hitting 38 homers with ease is still great. What do I take from that? I take from that that this dude is a pull hitter in a small park who even if his fly ball percentage drops to a normal rate, this guy still hits 38 home runs. Bam. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. That's great fantasy analysis for me. Now, would I rather to be more terse? Would I rather not read a paragraph? Maybe so. I find it entertaining. He makes me laugh. It's all good. But when you read different fantasy baseball analysis, are you getting the nuggets you need to help you? Right? What are you taking from what this person is saying? That's really important. Right? That's really important. With Yoan Moncada, he talks about what? His average. With Suarez, he talks about his power. What's the one thing we want to know about a player? Right? And then, are we going to be right all the time? Maybe not. Maybe not. Now, he... Here's an interesting one. Matt Chapman. The launch angle revolution started by Dwayne Murphy and Che Guevara in the 1950s outside of a bar in Havana after a bunch of Roman Cokes, what a Roman Coke is called when you're wearing a toga and about to start a revolution, took a long time to reach the major leagues, but it's been fully embraced by these third basemen. Hard to find a guy in these top 10 third basemen that don't hit everything in the air, right? That's good because our Commissioner Manfred is injecting steroids into the Guatemalan seamstresses who are sewing the balls together so stitches are extra tight. That's kind of funny, right? Now, Chapman actually looks to me like he's a 36 homer guy going on 42 homers versus going the other way. I believe that all along. Bit surprised he's hit as low as 249 last year, too. Everything, I mean, everything is going the right way for him. This tier is sexy, and I'd be happy with any of them, even if it wasn't easily settled on a ranking. So what do you get from that? Chapman hit 36 home runs last year, but if he hit 40, no, he would not be shocked. That's what you want to hear. I feel the same way about Chapman. Chapman's a good hitter who's going to be better next year. Right? He's a good hitter who's got even more power, and we got to buy into that. Boom. Nugget. Take it. Run with it. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to win fantasy baseball leagues here. And I think a lot of people get paralysis by analysis. They listen to so many different things. Blah, 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 blah. Boil it down to one, one or two things. What does this guy do for you? He does X. He does Y. Boom. Now we take that nugget with Matt Chapman, by the way. So let's use him for an example. And now we stick him in and ask ourselves, where do we see him? Well, in Gray's rankings, he's had him, he has him 11th. Is that fair? Let's see. He's got Jose Ramirez, Arenado, Rendon, Bregman, Devers. Those guys are better, for sure. Then he's got Machado and Suarez. Then Moncada and Vlad Guerrero, Muncy and Chapman. I think I'd put Muncy, uh, Chapman in front of Vlad. I would. So I probably have Chapman top 10. So now I have Chapman top 10. Where does that put him in a draft? I don't know. But I know I like drafting in tiers, and we'll talk about tiers. But Matt Chapman is in my A tier of third baseman. I know he's a guy that I'm fine with all year as my starter. And I'm even more fine if he's my corner guy. If I can get two of those 10 third basemen, I know I'm going to have a good team. And by the way, I did that in FSGA. I have Devers and Chapman. Boom. 
I'm loving that start. So that's what you do. You take the nugget, you process it, you put it in your tier, and then you draft accordingly. And then if you want, sometimes I do this. I mean, I got a pretty good memory, so I don't need to do this. But sometimes you may want to put a little note next to the guy. Matt Chapman, 40-plus, home runs, boom. So now when you're drafting, if you need power, you see that note, you see Chapman there, you get him. That's how you win. That's one of the ways you win a fantasy baseball league. You got to take the time. And either do your own projections or read somebody else's projections who are dead on and whose rankings you trust. Okay? But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to call, thank my friend Truck for calling in. I want to thank Gray Albright from Rasball.com. I want to thank my man Sean in the booth. And I want to thank you guys for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with so much more. I'm Dr. Roto. Be well, take care. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.